Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will be your host again this time around. This is episode number 17 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. Now, our choice today is really a great time capsule record that proved to be very influential. Personally, for example, I don't think that the album Tommy by The Who would have happened if not for our album choice today. That's just my personal opinion. But this record, along with SF Sorrow by The Pretty Things and Ogden's Nutgon Flake by The Small Faces, were essentially the first three concept records, at least in rock. But of all of these, Tommy was the biggest hit of the three. So usually it gets more attention as kind of being a champion of the early rock opera or concept record, which, sure, it was there. It just wasn't there first. Now, I went back and forth between doing Our Choice Today and doing SF Sorrow, because I like them both. But I guess I just like this one just a little bit better as a whole, so we're going to go with this. This time, we will be looking at the record, The Kinks Are the Village Green Preservation Society, which is the sixth studio album by, you guessed it, the band The Kinks. This poor album, it's brilliant, but it was released on the exact same day that the Beatles released the White Album. Great timing, right? And if that wasn't bad enough, the Rolling Stones also released Beggar's Banquet. Jimi Hendrix Experience released Electric Ladyland. This is all the same year. So this album, at least to the mainstream, unless you were a Kinks fan, kind of just got lost in the wash. But it really is a different and special record. Now, I'm going to admit something, personal note. I was confused when I first heard its name many years ago. My young little puppy brain associated it for some dumb reason with Tavern on the Green in New York. That made no sense to me, and I didn't understand any kind of connection. So I just thought, you know what, this is all too much beyond my scope of awareness. So I initially never thought about this record. I never really gave it a chance. But eventually I learned that a village green was basically a community park for all to enjoy within a village. Then it became really interesting, and here's why. This album is the singer, writer, Ray Davies singing about really thinking back on the community park and all that took place there all kinds of levels of reminiscing going on. But he's not just romanticizing it. He's also comparing his present life to his life back then. And per the title of the album, he's trying to preserve this time period and this place in his life. Now, the first time you hear this or his being or calling the kinks, the Village Green Preservation Society may at first resonate maybe as like a conservationalist thing. That's not it. This is way deeper. He's not working to preserve the park, per se. He's working to preserve his youth and his past. Being my age and growing up where I did, 
the kinks weren't always there in my world, at least not directly. My first exposure to them was their song Come Dancing in 1983, which was pleasant enough, but not earth shattering for me. Then I heard You Really Got Me at some point, which before that I was completely sure was a Van Halen song. And then Tired of Waiting for You, I heard that. I thought that was great. But again, my world stayed pretty much intact. Then I heard Where Have All the Good Times Gone, which again, I thought was a Van Halen song because that was on their Diver Down record. So the Kinks were around on Planet Chris, but they just were not really that influential until I heard the album that we're checking out now. So let's get into it. Much like what the Beatles did by Sgt. Pepper essentially introducing his band as the first track on the record, the Kinks did the same thing too here by introducing themselves as the Village Green Preservation Society on track one. This song romanticizes, in a good way, Tudor homes, draft beer, and just paints modern trends to replace the old ways as kind of being the villain. But they're not going to succeed if they have anything to do with it. It kind of sets the tone. Then, though, it really starts to get deep. Right off the bat, it gets really introspective. Song number two is called Do You Remember Walter? Really good writing. It, it recalls a friend from the Village Green days named Walter. This is the guy who all the ladies loved and who all the guys wanted to be. They had these big plans for their future. But then life distanced Davies and Walter as life often does. Uh, listen to the last section of words that he wrote. Walter, you are just an echo of a world I knew so long ago. If you saw me now, you wouldn't even know my name. Pretty self-explanatory, but the remembering section of the song is just so passionate. He sings, do you remember, Walter, how we said we'd fight the world so we'd be free? We'd save up all our money and we'd buy a boat and sail away to sea. He goes on to utter that he bets Walter is, is married now and goes to bed at 8.30. <laughs> and then he sings, if I talked about the old times, you'd get bored and you'll have nothing more to say. Yes, people often change, but memories of people can remain. This is a huge theme throughout this record. But it wasn't looking back as an older man, looking at his younger self as an extreme, like, say, when we went over Bob Dylan's Time Out of Mind. Ray Davies, when he wrote this, was only like 24 years old. He was still both totally young and was a rock star in the late 1960s. In other words, the party wasn't over. But all of this tells me as a listener that it must have all been to some degree unfulfilling for him. He obviously felt somewhat jaded enough to want to go back to when things were simpler. The song's picture book, Last of the Steam-Powered Trains, Village Green and All My Friends Were There, are all similarly like this, just this watching this man's home movies projected from his memory and coming out musically. 
Another interesting one is the song Johnny Thunder. Now, according to the song, Johnny was a biker, kind of the town tough guy. No one is able to get close to him at the Village Green until he meets Helena, who comes pretty close, but it appears that she can't change him either. Money, time, and life seems to not have changed Johnny at all, which is kind of what the song is reflecting. But it's basically saying this. It's possible to live in the past, but then is it worth it as Johnny is essentially alone, always has been, and always will be? Is the cool factor worth that? Sitting by the riverside is another longing for simpler times past about Davies being eight years old and going fishing. It's very simple, but it's it's very touching. Rolling Stone praised the track for what it called its, quote, rustic escapism. And I can see why, because it's not just about going fishing. It's about peacefulness. It's about being carefree. The song does its job very well in this way. Now, speaking of escapism, there's a song called Animal Farm. And Animal Farm, again, dreams of a place that's just surreal, where the animals run free and they want to play. It's a happy world taking place on the village green where everything is perfect in hindsight. The song Starstruck uses the concept of this album in another way. Now the kinks are rock stars. People want to be around them. Girls who may not have been interested in them before are now. Notice what Davies sings to them. Watch out or else you'll be ruined. Because once you're addicted to wine and champagne, it's going to drive you insane because the world's not so tame. This world is real, but it's not real. It's glamorous, but ultimately it's not glamorous. The Village Green was real. It was glamorous and not just this phony, jaded rock star world. He even romanticized some of the ladies that he knew from the Village Green. But both of them were not exemplary, upstanding citizens, shall we say. But because he associates them with the past, so he sees their past careers, he could even somehow turn those around and view them positively in hindsight, too, even stating that he loved one of them. The last song on the record is called People Take Pictures of Each Other. It's interesting because, after all, he doesn't want the picture books and the photo albums. He wants to be there. He wants to go back and have the real experiences again. Notice these really good lyrics. People take pictures of the summer just in case someone thought they had missed it and to prove that it really existed. Fathers take pictures of the mothers and the sisters take pictures of brothers just to show that they love one another. You can't picture love that you took from me when we were young and the world was free. Pictures of things as they used to be don't show me no more, please. People take pictures of each other just to prove that they really existed. I find this particularly interesting 
in, in the times we're living in now. You know, the very first episode ever of this podcast was about social media and how sometimes we spend more time cataloging our lives for, for display that it's easy to miss actually living them. This song was released in 1968, and it's basically saying the same thing, pre-internet, pre-cell phones, pre-social media, and it speaks to it beautifully. To sum up, this is a great record musically as the band is in its top form. It's effective lyrically as it makes its point really well. Even someone like me who unfortunately up to this point has never even had the opportunity to go to the UK, let alone to be of that generation, can still be affected by the sentiments of this album. Looking back can always make us smile, but just as easily it can make us cry. And not because things might have been bad, but also because they might have been good. It makes me wonder about how shallow being a music persona might actually be, even as it's happening. Think about this. I mentioned some songs before. Ray Davies wrote this. He wrote Come Dancing, which is about reflecting in the past about dance halls. He wrote Where Have All the Good Times Gone? He very much seems to be striving to get back to somewhere while being a working, signed, successful musician at the same time. To close, I would again emphasize balance, one of the key things. This, this podcast could be summed up basically in being selfless, giving to other people, and being balanced. <coughs> Excuse me. Especially is this true when it comes to attempting to live in the past. I've said before, visit there, but it doesn't work if you try to live there. Maybe you grew up in New York or in England or in Asia, and you tie memories to your hometown, your heart town. It's okay to be the president of the preservation society of that place in your heart. I grew up in Simi Valley, California. I don't romanticize it, but I can think of going to the old movie theaters there or the swap meet that also was a drive-in or Rancho Park or the places that I would like to go to eat or riding my bike to get a double chocolate malted crunch ice cream cone at a drugstore or spending exactly $7.41 for a cassette at either Tate King or Tempo Records in Sycamore Plaza, along with the cast of characters that were all around under the backdrop of a really good radio station, all kinds of options on the radio, countless mixtapes. See, in that sense, I guess Chris Levine is part of the Simi Valley Preservation Society. But you see, I can like these things, and to some extent I can revisit them, but it will never be the 1980s again. And the cast of characters that were my age are either now 50 years old or pushing it. So I can smile about aspects of all this, but I guess it's probably smart to be realistic too. So think happy thoughts, both old and new, but my advice is not to miss out on the present because of your love for the past. 
ultimately, even though it's going to be different, sitting by the riverside is still something that we can do right now. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, The Kinks Are the Village Green Preservation Society playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash The Kinks Are the Village Green Preservation Society. Side one, the Village Green Preservation Society, followed by, do you remember Walter? Excuse me. Followed by Picture Book. After Picture Book comes Johnny Thunder, Last of the Steam-Powered Trains, Big Sky, and Sitting by the Riverside. I'm going to flip the record over. Side two, Animal Farm. Village Green, Starstruck, Phenomenal Cat, Wicked Annabella, Monica, and People Take Pictures of Each Other. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast, The Kinks Are the Village Green Preservation Society. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Alberta, Canada. We are so happy about that. And located partly on the sandy coastal plain and partly on the semi-arid uplands in Sierra, Brazil. Welcome to Refresher. I can't imagine my voice coming out of a speaker in either of those places, but I think that it's a very touching that you found this show and that you're enjoying it. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this, this show would simply not exist without any of you doing what you're doing. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can also go to our website for all things Refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You'll find some Refresher clothing in there, some Refresher gear. We've got some, um, oh, the, uh, the whole series, Psychology on Vinyl items in there as well. Just fun stuff if you think you'd like to check that out. That's all there. We also have the books that I've written with interviews of all the different artists and so forth. And, of course, we have links to all the friends of our show that are monetarily helping us and also just some of those who we really just appreciate as listeners. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and you're not going to believe this, but it was written by the one and only Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry 
and concern. Guess what? Sergeant Pepper is next time around. We'll see you Saturday or Sunday. Thanks for listening.